You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. The scripture this morning is from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verses 2 through 11. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and making her stand before all of them, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They said this to test him, so that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw the stone at her. And once again, he bent down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, sir. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go your way, and from now on, do not sin again. The word of God for the people of God. my first time in New York City. I want to be happy here. I want to make a life at home. Are you ready? Tonight is about family. The first gringo boy who smiles at you. I never seen you before. I'm not Puerto Rican. Is that okay? Do you want to start World War III? You know, I wake up to everything I know either getting sold or wrecked or being taken over by people that I don't like. You keep away from him as long as you're in my house. I'm a grown-up now, Bernardo. I'm going to think for myself. Tony, we need you if we're going to war. Who are you? Friend or foe? If you go with him, no one will ever forgive you.
Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I love the movies. This last Tuesday, we went to see the remake of the iconic movie West Side Story that first opened up in Broadway on September, in September of 1957, was the original. The film was released in October of 1961. Arthur Lorenz wrote it, and it was originally to be a story about Jews and Catholics. Even if we've you've never seen it, with music by Leonard Bernstein and lyrics by Stephen, Stephen Sondheim, like I'm sure you have heard the songs, heard the music. Now, remakes of classics don't always work, but I would say that Steven Spielberg's version of the West Side Story holds up. The costumes, the singing, the choreography are all wonderful. I will say that it was a little more violent than I remembered, but also, it was very hard not to just sing along with the whole movie. You know the story. It's loosely based on Romeo and Juliet, set in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. It's a story about the Jets and the Sharks and their turf war. The Jets were born from European immigrants, and they lived all their lives there. The Sharks are Puerto Rican, and they came to New York more recently. Each group wants reign over the neighborhood, and there's simply too much difference for them to both or jointly share reign. Racial epithets are thrown from both sides, and it is clear they are sworn enemies. The leader of the Jets is Riff, the leader of the Sharks is Bernardo, and there's a dance. At that dance, Riff is going to challenge Bernardo to a rumble, and so he calls on his friend Tony, who co-founded the Jets with him, to come and have his back, and Tony doesn't want to get involved. He doesn't want to fight anymore, but he still comes to the dance. And while he's there, he sees a young woman, Maria, Bernardo's younger sister, and the two meet, and they dance, and they instantly fall in love. And Bernardo forbids it. And Anita tells Maria to stick to your own kind. And Riff tells Tony that he's being silly and he needs to fight. And Maria and Tony don't see why they should, should not be together, except that everyone seems to want to fight over them. And they do. Spoiler. In the end, Riff, Bernardo, and Tony are all killed. And Maria is left heartbroken and angry. Now, Declan Hoffman, who is a part of our congregation, nine years old, who was at the movie, said, that's why you should solve stuff with a rap battle. <laughs> I think that's a good point. I, we're teaching them well in Sunday school. <laughs> the movie ends with Maria giving a speech over Tony's body to those who are left that inspires them to come together in the end to carry Tony's body off Maria and Tony were the only ones who could see beyond their difference because they could find joy and love in one another while the others who couldn't see past difference just caused harm and destruction. 
Every year in a non-pandemic world, the Methodists of Michigan gather for what we call annual conference. Lately, it's been in Traverse City. Well, lately, it's been on Zoom. But before that, it was in Traverse City, and we'd all gather there, and there were people, people from all over the state. And I've been going to annual conference since I was pretty young, um, and I can remember in my early 20s, this one guy would get up to the microphone and speak. And he just kind of looked weaselly to me, and everything that came out of his mouth, I disagreed with. And so I decided that I hated Andy Wayne. Andy Wayne would speak and I would ignore him and he was this young guy, probably a year younger than I was. He was a lawyer and every time he said something I disagreed with him and so from across that large auditorium I decided I didn't like him and I tuned him out and I decided he was a jerk and he was not worth knowing. Years ago, I was asked to be on the conference leadership team, and Andy was also on it. I sat far away from him in disgust, and I couldn't imagine why he was also asked to be on the team. And then, like Methodists do, we had a retreat. And I was put together in a group with Andy. And like Methodists do, we had to build something out of popsicle sticks and Play-Doh. And it wasn't a bad experience. Actually, Andy and I worked pretty well together. And later, a bunch of people went out for a drink after the meeting was over, and Andy went too, and he wasn't horrible. He was actually a pretty nice guy. And I thought about it more. Here was a guy, younger than 35, who used his vacation time to serve the church. No matter how much I might have disagreed with anything he said, I had to respect that. So after 12 years of hating him, without even knowing him, we became friends. And he supported me when I became the chairperson of the leadership team. And he took me aside one day and he said, you know, if I disagree with you, I will give you all the time in the world to change my mind and then I will support you. And I will never disagree with you publicly. And we continued to work well together in many conference projects and restructurings. And I realized that I missed out on that kind of friendship for 12 years because I decided he wasn't worth my time. I made assumptions about him without even knowing him. Assumptions that weren't true. And I let those assumptions guide my actions. Now, I should tell you, I did ask him if it was okay if I shared this story. So he did say that was okay. And I could use his name. Our scripture today is about the, sto the story of a woman who's caught in adultery. Now, even though in Le Leviticus it says that a man and a woman caught in adultery together should be put to death, the man with whom she was caught in adultery is not also being accused. And so the men gather and they're ready to throw stones at her and Jesus comes to her defense and protects her calls the men to recognize their own sin, and then says, and then the one without, the, without sin can cast the first stone. And soon they recognize that they've all sinned, and no one throws a stone. Now certainly, this is a lesson on the universality of sin, 
Not one of us is without sin, but it also challenges people to look within themselves here to recognize the sin they've com- they have in common, but to look within themselves and see why they're judging, to see if they can find empathy with the one they're judging, to recognize themselves in her or her in themselves. When we make decisions about people based on assumptions or stereotypes or prejudice, we make that person an it, a thing. They're not a person to us. They're not a child of God. My book club uh, read the book uh, Love is the Way by Bishop Michael Curry last month. And in the book, he talks about how when in college he read Rabbi Michael Buber's I and Thou. Bishop Curry says he wrote that there are two possible ways we can relate to the world around us. I it and I thou. We relate to other people as, when we relate to other people as its, and you make yourself the supreme being, meanwhile, we know that no human is supreme. And worse, it makes the it your object, a thing, instead of a beautiful fellow child of God. I thou is different. Thou recognizes the other as an active subject, a human spirit whose truth can be understood only through a relationship. You can't own a thou. You can't stereotype a thou. You can't ignore a thou. You can't throw away a thou. I saw Andy Wayne as an it. The woman caught in adultery was seen as an it by those attempting to stone her. The jets and the sharks saw each other as its. When we treat each other as its, we miss out on God's presence in every person. We miss out on expanding our understanding of God by getting to know that person. We miss out on the potential and possible friendships, and we cause harm to the child of God because we don't see them as a person of worth and our actions can result in cruelty. I'm grateful for popsicles and Play-Doh that made me put down my stones and see Andy. In that moment, he went from an it to a thou and I began to see God in him and he continues to challenge me. But because I see him and respect him, His challenges help me grow. They help me to be a better, smarter person. When those chasing the woman caught in adultery set down their stones, I don't know if they went away seeing her as any more than an it, but I'd like to think that they did. Jesus has that kind of power. To open our hearts, to point out our flaws, to make us empathetic and compassionate. Unfortunately, the jets and the sharks couldn't set down their stones. They couldn't see the other as a thou, and harm was caused, and lives were lost, and the joy of possibility and relationship and a new way of being together was lost. Jesus came into the world challenging all cultural norms just by his birth. His ministry was about challenging us to set down our stones, to tear down walls, to open our hearts, to hear each other's stories, to see ourselves in each other, to find God in the other, 
Through love and compassion, he bucked the rules. He took water from a Samaritan woman and ate with tax collectors, and he healed those deemed unclean. By operating from a place of love, he didn't let prejudices get in the way of creating relationships, of experiencing joy in the other. I once heard it said, the remarkable thing about God's love is that it takes you to places you wouldn't go on your own. When God's love guides us, we see others as God's children. We see God in them. We treat them as a thou. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of world I want to live in a place where we are challenged by those who are different from us, a place where we grow and learn from different perspectives, a place where different cultures are shared and celebrated, a place where everyone is loved and valued, a place where we see God in each other. I believe there can be such a place. Somewhere, somehow, a place for us. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.